Okay, let's do a Micronesian legend. Hello, you're listening to Four Micronations by Micronations. This is Angela. I am your Micronesian American sister, daughter, auntie, host, and creator of the show. Today, I am going back to a book, but I was like, let me do a different one. The book that I was reading before, um, which is the book I received from my boyfriend for Christmas, Some Things of Value... That's probably my favorite book that I own. I, it is my favorite book that I own. But I do have other books by Micronesians or about Micronesia. And one of them is Micronesian Legends. This book is by Bo Flood, Barrett E. Strong, and William Flood. And it was illustrated by Connie J. Adams. So the back of the book says what it is. So Micronesian Legends includes legends of the islands and is in a cultural context that integrates history, geography, and economics to emphasize the importance of both modern and traditional knowledge. An ideal text for young adults that stimulates discussion of local culture and values and inspires for further reading and writing. So I picked a random legend. As usual, I'm going to mispronounce some things, but I'm going to try my best and I apologize for things that I do mispronounce. This specific legend is called The Lovers and How the Turtle Cycle Was Discovered. Here I go. A young man from Peleliu fell in love with a maiden from Nurka Basang. She also loved him, but they lived on islands far apart and their families did not approve of their love for each other. The two young people agreed that one night each month during the safe darkness of a new moon, they would sail the outriggers to the Ngamalis, a tiny island located midway between their homes. In the darkness of the moonless night, they talked and touched until the first blush of dawn. She could not find her grass skirt. She had left it on the sandy beach, but all she could find was a few strands next to the footprint of a turtle. Finally, she made a new skirt from coconut fronds and hurried to her canoe. As she waved farewell to her lover, he cried out to her, I cannot wait a whole month. Let us meet again soon. When the moon is full, yes, he shouted back, I shall return to this very place when the moon is shining round and silver like a tuna's stomach. On the appointed day, both lovers impatiently waited for the night so they could secretly begin their long paddle before the rising of the moon. First, the young man arrived and then the young woman. No sooner had she stepped onto the beach than her lover held her in his arms. But their embrace was suddenly ended as they both heard the sound of something else coming onto the shore. They laughed with relief as they realized the large, dark figure was a turtle crawling toward them. But what they saw next surprised them even more. On the turtle's front fin was entangled the maiden's grass skirt, the very same skirt she lost the night of the new moon. As the two young people quietly watched, the mother turtle scraped a deep hole and laid egg after egg, each one round and white like a full moon. Nearly 50 eggs filled the sandy nest before the mother turtle covered them with sand, rested, and then slowly crawled back through the bubbling surf into the dark sea. Thus, the people of Palau learned during which season of the year to watch for turtles to return to the very beaches where they had once hatched. When the moon is new, a turtle lays the first half of her eggs and then returns two weeks later when the moon is full to lay the second half. 
Up to a hundred eggs are carefully buried in the sand where they stay warm and hidden. During the next full moon, the baby turtles hatch out. They pull with their tiny fins and crawl to the sea following the moon path, the ribbon of the light made by the full moon shining on the sea. Young women, especially when pregnant, are warned to follow the rules to protect their health and safety. Many activities are forbidden. Many foods are taboo. A legend explaining the origin of the dugong, which is a sea cow, tells a tale of the tragedies that await daughters who disobey. That's today's legend. So yes, I'm kind of going back to something that's a little bit more of tradition with Micronesia, but I wanted to share that today. I'll be back tomorrow. I keep saying it every day, but I'll be back tomorrow because I am doing an episode every day for the month of May in honor of Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. I'm calling it Micronesian Month. And so please come back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow with more Micronesian content and I'll talk to you then. Thanks guys. Thank you for tuning into season four of Four Micronesians by Micronesians, and thank you for listening. Four Micronesians by Micronesians is an anchor production hosted, produced, and edited by me, Angela Edward. You can learn more about me at AngelaEdward.com and more about the podcast at the Four Micronesians by Micronesians Instagram page. If you have questions, inquiries, or recommendations for future topics or guests, please DM them into the Instagram page. I do want to recognize that I created this podcast in the home that I have settled in that colonists coined as Jackson, Michigan in the United States. This land is the land that was originally founded by the Potawatomi tribe that lived around what we now know as the Great Lakes. The Potawatomi tribe taught their children about the seven grandfather's teachings of wisdom, respect, love, honesty, humility, bravery, and truth. And as kindred indigenous people, I want to honor their tribe and the respect for their ancestors by recognizing my gratitude for their space. All of my Micronesian listeners and ally listeners, thank you again for listening and don't forget your self-care.